Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wasted Local Talent. I am Daniel. I am Josiah. And today we have Elias back again for the second time, a Where Are They Now episode. Really fun interview. Talks about We talked a lot more about his dance uh, studio. I was but. really upset that I was unable to make this one. I was originally mm-hmm. scheduled to be here, but I had a Christmas tree that needed decorating, mm-hmm. and I couldn't make it. But uh, that was a fantastic interview. If you have not listened to that original interview, go it back and listen to it. it mm-hmm. I, I liked it. It was one of the first. It was one of those, one of the first few interviews we did. So, yeah. but yeah, we've got Elias back. Um, but before we get into the episode, I want to give a shout out to Worst Kept Secret for letting us use Bender in all of our episodes. You guys have been dope. Sean, call me. I miss you. Sean. Check him out. Sean's my favorite. (laughs) It's because you're his favorite. I know. We're each other's (laughs) favorite. And you know what that makes. I don't know. We'll have to Google it later. A pancake of love. I'm a waffle guy. Well, a waffle of love. Yeah. Unless Sean's a pancake guy, then you have to like meet in the middle. Sean, hit me up. Crepes. Waffles are better. <laughs> waffles. Sean, you're my waffle. Wait. No? Okay. You're, he's the syrup to your waffle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can check him out online at Worst Kept Secret WV on Instagram or search for Worst Kept Secret on Facebook or your favorite music streaming app. We have other podcasts as well. We have D&D Kinda, where I am Topher. And my brother Michael DMs alongside Jed and Ryan and Josh. And I thought you were going to forget Josh. But that I is... just forgot him. Oh, yes. He's that easily forgettable. Pop-Tarts. There we go. Josh is back. Yes. And yeah, it's a great podcast. You should check it out. If you like storytelling, I know a lot of people are like D&D. I'm not a nerd. I'm not going to listen to that. If you just like storytelling podcasts... Give that one a try. Interactive story. It's like interactive storytelling. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not a D and D guy, but it's. I I really like that. It's just an audio book in the form of people playing and rolling dice. So, give that one a try if you have not yet. Yes, we also have video game mythos, where Michael and Ryan talk about video game back lore stories, things like that. Fortnite sometimes. We made a special guest appearance yes on a very critically acclaimed episode professional episode i think is probably the most professional one that i've ever been on yeah it's a very good episode about fortnite if you don't like fortnite i don't like you (laughs) well sorry michael (laughs) because he doesn't like fortnite and last but not least well kind of least maybe i don't know they're pretty good they're growing gurus of gaming gurus of gaming we had a very special guest host this week hunter guire uh, and we talked about a ton of stuff. If you're a fan of Bioshock, we talk about that a lot. If you're a fan of just overall handsome voices, we have Ryan and Hunter and myself just talking about games and how much we're gurus about them. Yes. So if you want to check out any of those podcasts, go to your favorite podcast provider, search for 13 Palm Trees. All of those will pop up or you can search for them individually. So our D&D Kinda, Video Game Mythos, and Gurus of Gaming. Also, we have a ton of merch on our store, 13palmtrees.com slash merch. Believe I got that right this time. Did I get it right? 
Thumbs up. Yes, I got it right. Can you get a fantasy football championship trophy on the merch store? No. Shoot. But I can get one right here because it's right next to me. <sighs> Not trying to gloat, but I'm gloating. I won. I beat Josiah. Makes me happy. I. This is my last show. Good. That was my goal all along. <laughs> all right. Have fun donut with Jed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst possible outcome. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get to the episode. We have Elias and Unk. We're on an article. Oh, yeah. Before we get to the episode. Let's gloat a little bit more. Yeah, let's gloat a little bit more. We were named um, one of the top 10 local podcasts of 2019. They weren't numbered, so I'd like to think that we were number one. We were number six on the list. But I like to think that we're number one, definitely, definitely on that one. list. Always number there one. There were podcasts. I know Hong Kong. I saw one in California. I saw, I mean, it was global podcasts that uh, this article mentioned. And it mentioned our podcast. Mm-hmm. Very humbling, actually, yeah. that people even know who we are. And hopefully, if this is the first time that you've tuned in, um, thank goodness that Jed is not here. Yeah. But no, we're, we're <laughs> very welcoming. We're, we're happy to have you. But yeah, it was the top 10 local podcasts of 2019 written by Troy Price of the Podcast Business Journal. So thank you, Troy, for putting us on that list. That's awesome. So yeah, we're uh, pretty stoked about that. Like it's, it's, we've, we've grown a lot. And if it wasn't for everybody out there listening and tuning in week to week, we wouldn't have been on that list. So thank you all. If it weren't for guys like Elias, who's making his triumphant return, yes, we would not have won this award. And we're excited to get into this interview. Yes, so here's Elias. What's up, everybody? I am Daniel. And I'm Jed. And today we're wasting our talent yet again with... It's Elias! He's back. We're I actually, am in the flesh. We were just saying a little bit ago that you were one of the first people that we interviewed, one of like the first two or three people that we interviewed. Yeah, me, me and the homie Z were up here. Yeah. Where's, yeah. where's he at? I actually kind of expected him to be with you. Uh, Where is he at? I think, I don't know, he might be at work or something. Maybe at work. Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. He's workaholic. With, with his phone not on silent. Because I remember <laughs> yeah, that too. With his phone <laughs> ringer on. <laughs> yeah. So what's been, what's been going on in your world? Oh, man, a lot been a lot going on uh just doing i've been doing a lot of just like a lot of writing a lot of a lot of recording and just like trying to network with people Mm -hmm. expand out my network a little bit and really just you know uh just kind of keeping things moving a lot of planning for you know this upcoming year i think the next year is going to be pretty big so just been uh kind of plotting for that gearing up for Mm -hmm. it you know but yeah a lot of creativity, a lot of stuff coming out soon, so I'm pretty excited for it. Good. You still doing your teaching? I am. I am. That's uh, has been pretty keeping me pretty busy mm-hmm. over at the dance studio. So uh, we actually got like some performances coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, that competition season is about to start up soon, so uh, a lot of hours in the mm-hmm. dance studio as well. So yeah, yeah, Jed and I were talking earlier about how um i've i don't know if it's because of snapchat for me but i think i've seen more of your teaching stuff than i have your music and we were wondering um you know if you were focusing on that more than than your music or 
it like with me like things come in like seasons kind of mm-hmm. so there will be times where the dance is kind of I'm putting out a lot of you know content with dance stuff um and then like there's going to be times where I might do some I might have more like stand up you know uh stuff going on so there might be more comedy for mm-hmm. a couple months or whatever you know and then there's I'm I'm always always working on music so that's that's one of the things where I just feel like uh basically I feel like the music is just like it's so easy for me that I don't I don't feel like I have to uh you know like constantly mm-hmm. always put stuff out like uh like a lot of people already know me for the music so I feel like I sometimes I feel like I don't need to put out as much content you know even though there are there's a lot of people you know who are just like releasing music constantly 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 so I just feel like there's other I have other platforms and stuff like that that I like to work on that basically you know keeps me my like my other creative platforms mm-hmm. help the music yeah creativity really so uh like whenever I have those seasons where it's just like a lot of dance stuff going on a lot of comedy or you know whatever it's it's all for you know the music ultimately mm-hmm. well yeah. you can put your focus into something else but you know as a musician you're always kind of especially in the back of your mind you're always real and yeah because like ideas around i use all that stuff for inspiration mm-hmm. f- like for my music you know so i've had my brother tells me all the time he's like bro you need to just like you know put more of this you know like more of your time and effort into the music you know but the comedy the dance all that stuff has like opened up so many doors for me mm-hmm. that has led to you know opportunities in music and you know helped me create things with music so uh i don't know i like i don't really feel like i have to put all my focus into one thing mm-hmm. all the time you know because each of these platforms can lead to different opportunities. They cross over so easily, you mm-hmm. know, especially in, in Morgantown and West Virginia. Like the community is just so small that like it's easy to like I got a show coming up where I'm going to be dancing. And then as soon as I'm done dancing, I'm going to be doing music. So <laughs> it's, you know, like everything just works so hand in hand yeah. that you know, there's really no point in just like saying, all right, I'm going to forget this one right now and just focus all on this. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely understand. Like people definitely get on me about that all the time. <laughs> They're like, "Are you like you still making music? Like I don't see you put out as much music, and like you're doing the dance thing more." So, but now it's like dance has always been like a huge passion of mine. So mm-hmm. I'm just as passionate about dance as I am the uh, the music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you got to try to fend off burnout too. Yeah, yeah, like I, cause like sometimes that does happen. Like you know, if I'm writing a lot, you know, sometimes I'll get writer's block. Mm-hmm. I might not really, you know, be able to write as much quality stuff, at least to me, mm-hmm. that I feel is like up to par, you know. So sometimes I got to just kind of take a step back. I'll go focus on some other things for a minute, kind of get my mind right, you know, take a little breather. Yeah. But definitely, I'm definitely still, you know, doing a lot of music stuff. So, yeah, writer's block's awful, especially like I've caught myself. 
You've been you've been and, stuck in that for like what eight shut years? The fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, like I'll get I'll get on a roll and write like two or three songs, and then like if I just keep pushing and trying to write and trying to write, yeah, then I'll then I'll have like the fifth or sixth song. Then I'm like, well, that sounds just like that. So let's just combine these two. Then I end up with like two songs that are just. 18 minutes long and awful. <laughs> so, I don't feel that. What's going on? Where's the After Atlas song, man? I was, I've been waiting to hop on that. What the, the, um, the, all oh, the one that, um, that you're going to do the, yeah, the verse for? Yeah. It's, we're still, um, we've got to do some more guitars on it. Um, and there's something else. Like he's got to finish some of the vocal stuff. Where? But we've got it, um, it, shit. I can't give you a, a time frame for it because <laughs> no, the last one we came out with, we finished it by summer of last year, and it just came out the summer of this that was year. A, so, it was a deception. deception. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I love so. to come sit in on a studio session, though. Yeah. Kind of get a if, vibe for how y'all create. And our producer is back and forth between here and Massachusetts. He's working in a studio up there too. Is so it like, Kirkland? Kirkland. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So he's back and forth and. Whenever he's back home, he's back home for like a week, so he wants to spend time with his family, his girlfriend, and all that. So it's hard to really. Yeah, yeah I, I feel that. Yeah. Plus, he's already taken our money, so what's the point? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what's the it's point? Like, I'll just do it whenever I yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah. So you said you've got some stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole different thing that we're doing here now. Like whenever we record, it typically releases. Like the one that we recorded earlier today will release this week. We went bi-weekly, so yours, yours will release in two weeks. Okay. So um, not next Thursday, but the following Thursday. So if anything's, you know, if you've got any shows or anything coming up bef- or after then. Got you. Yeah. So if any of those shows are, you can try to promote those if you want. Let's see. I know we're going to be doing, our dance team is going to be at one of the Mountaineer games coming up. Uh, I think that one, that's like the 31st, December 31st. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's planning on getting tickets to any game soon, get your tickets to that one. Because one, it's over Christmas break. All the students are gone. So tickets are going to be mad cheap. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy cheap tickets. And uh, you're going to have dope halftime entertainment. So come check us out. <laughs> Do you, um, who does WV play that game? I know it doesn't matter because we suck this year. Who cares? They're awful. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I can't even say we suck. We're like 6-0 and right now. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we still haven't really gotten a conference play yet. But, I mean, they had a, a few good uh, tournament wins, though. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, you're talking about basketball? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. My mind went right I, to, I football, went to football, football, and I was like, yeah. 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 I went to football <laughs> as well. Football is kind of yeah, yeah. trash. That's what I was yeah. <laughs> it's a touchy subject. So, basketball, basketball, <laughs> yep. the 31st. Basketball right, game, yeah. yeah. I haven't been to a college basketball game in, like, 20 years. Probably. I've never been to one. Really? Yeah, I lived two blocks from the Coliseum and I never went to one. That's right, you mm-hmm. did. Yeah, you definitely gotta go. They're fun. I should go this year. Make a wasted local trip up there. <laughs> <laughs> like wasted. Like not, not because of the podcast because I want to get just drunk, us drunk, drunk and go to a basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every basketball game for me is yeah. a local wasted trip. So, <laughs> yeah. so the, the, the ball trip. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how'd you get on with the uh, uh, to be able to perform at the halftime show there? Is your dance uh, is it associated with WVU? No, so um, I mean this goes back to basically whenever the studio like first opened up, you know we were always just looking for opportunities to uh, branch out, get our name out there, and they're always they're always looking for you know uh, involvement from the community at these games and stuff. So. 
our studio was right next to the Coliseum. We were always over there. Uh, and I'm not sure if they reached out to us. We reached out to them. I can't remember. It's so long ago. But we've been performing at their games. It's been like five, six years. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. so it's pretty much we always get uh, pretty much like one game, one or two games a year. Uh, and then sometimes we'll do some other events at the Coliseum with the university. Like we'll do – we've done gymnastics meets before. Uh, I think we've done some of the ladies' basketball games. Uh, what else has there been? Some of the, like, Relay for Life, things like that, the dance marathons that they have. They have a lot of, like, charitable things that they do uh, that they'll bring us out for. The uh, Dances with the Mountaineer Stars, uh, we'll do that every every couple years or so. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just been kind of like a thing that we've been doing with them for a while. Got a good relationship with them now, so they kind of always expect to see our faces. So... What's the name of your dance studio? Because I know we, I think we talked about it last year, and we're talking mm-hmm. about it now, but I don't think we ever got the name of it. So that might be good for people listening yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they want to check it out. <laughs> Definitely, it's called Lil Jamin's Hip Hop Company. <clears throat> um, is it's not just hip hop though? Like that's the main focus. Mm-hmm. But they do pretty much all styles. They do ballet, contemporary, tap, jazz, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a, it's just like great studio to come to if. One, you want to kind of get into, into like the dance thing, get a feel for it, because we, you know, we have like beginners classes and intermediate things like that. We have different levels, so a lot of people always tell me like, "Oh, I need you to teach me how to dance." I'm like, "Well, you know, I teach. You yep. <laughs> always come to class. Like, there's no secret, mm-hmm. you know. So stop by. Like, even if even if you are like 35, 40." Never dance a day in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people that come out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, introduce yourself. So if you, <laughs> we forgot to introduce you at the beginning. I'm Unk. Unk? Yeah. Yeah, that's Unk right just, just in case you hear somebody laughing in the background. <laughs> 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 Mr. 31 31-3. So you mentioned like 30, 40-year-olds. Because um, whenever I see like the videos and stuff, you're usually with kids. Mm-hmm. So what's like, what's the age range that you... Literally, teach. we teach, like, we got three-year-olds there, and then we have people that are, you know, 30, 40s. So, uh, I mean, there's even some years back I taught, like, a, it was like a, um, I forget what we called it, but basically it was all the moms at the studio took a class, and that was, that was a lot of fun because... Sounds like fun. Yeah, like, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're there all Easy. the time. Easy, you know? Daniel. Easy. <laughs> I'm lonely. Let me yeah, that's my job. Yeah. My job <laughs> uh, but, you know, they those parents practically live at the studio as well. Like, they're there. Mm-hmm. Their kids, that's, like, their life pretty much. So it was like, we think it would be cool to offer something to them uh, just because they're there all the time. They they know some of the terminology and things like that. So it was, it was fun to get them in there, get them moving around. And uh, it's probably funny for the kids too. Mm. Well, like the the kids didn't see it too much because no. the, the parents were like, "Nah, y'all not about to see oh, it." No. <laughs> but it was it was definitely a good time though. It was really fun for mm. everybody. I think we should definitely bring that back. They actually they did like a it was called like the parent jam or something mm. like that uh, not long ago where it was like a workshop with like the parents and the kids and where the they kids. could take a class together. Yeah, huh. it was really dope. It'd be really cool. Yeah. So what are the like the hours there? Like when are you open seven days a week or? Uh, it's like five, I believe. Yeah, like Monday through Friday, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, some of those days is like just private classes. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of kids who do like solo competitions and things like that. So uh, there's like some days where there's not really any um, like community classes where anyone can just walk in and 
you know, pay the drop-in rate, take a class. But there's, um, you know, it's basically just booked for the privates, yeah. like people that do the solos and duets and trios at the competitions, mm-hmm. things like that. So, but yeah, pretty much five days a week. And, you know, if anyone wants to book, like, weekend sessions, like, we can always do that, too, mm-hmm. so. How much, um, like, obviously you've got, like, your private classes, you know, probably more expensive than just, like, a drop-in type thing. Mm-hmm. What are, what's the price ranges of those classes? So a drop-in is just, like, <clears throat> 15 bucks. You could get a class card, which I believe is $45. Um don't quote me. This is like, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, link, we'll link everything in the yeah. description for you. So. Yeah, I don't want people showing up like, nah, I heard the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was 45. But nah, it's like, Somewhere in that I'm pretty sure it's 45 and you get like four classes for mm-hmm. it. So it's like a, it's like a discounted yeah. rate. You know, it's just like a little punch card. You can buy it, use it whenever. Um, a lot of people do that just because it saves them some money. Mm-hmm. And then you also like, you don't know if you're going to be there like sure. next week or whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, some people don't, you know, just completely register for classes and they just do the drop-ins. So is it set up like, so I know, um, like, I don't know, Maggie from Vertical Vixens, like she does like the pole fitness stuff where they've got certain uh, time slots for like beginners, intermediate mm-hmm. and advanced. Is it kind of the same way there? Yeah. So like we'll have, like we'll offer um, like a class that'll be, um, we'll do it one by like age group. So we have like the tiny tots. Then you got the kids, hip-hop, you got teen, and then you have, uh, well, actually, we just grouped the teen and adult together. And I think it's either 15 and up or 16 and up, something like that. But uh, we'll do it like that. And then there's also, like, a kids' hip-hop level one, kids' hip-hop level two, uh, you know, tiny tots is pretty much all the same. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, once you get to, like, teen and adult, uh, we kind of... That one's a little bit different because, like, we'll we will have um, a lot of that class is kids that are at the studio a lot. Mm-hmm. They're like used to the way the uh, like we teach class. Mm-hmm. They're used to our choreography and stuff like that. But whenever we do get like a lot of drop-ins and stuff, um, sometimes people will tell us, "But yeah, this is like my first time, so like I'm not really sure." And so the teachers will kind of play it by ear sometimes and be mm-hmm. like, "All right, you know, I'm not going to teach anything too crazy this week." To kind of that way it doesn't like intimidate this person, yeah, you know, to where they're like, oh, I don't want to go back. Like it was awful. <laughs> yeah. It was so hard, you know. Mm-hmm. So if we do see like we get three or four people, five people come in, that's just like walk-ins, uh, and this is like their first time or just like second time taking a dance class or something, you know, sometimes we will dial it back some and just teach something a little bit more groovy, not so intricate with the choreography and things like that. Uh, that way it kind of just gets them warmed up to it. They kind of get a feel for how we move, how we teach. And then we kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. You know, once people start coming, and then it's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you all a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to step it up. So, uh, but yeah, definitely, like, I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I can't go because, you know, I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we love first-time dancers. You know, I, I didn't start dancing until, like, six years ago. I was almost done with my undergrad by the time I like joined the studio and everything so uh yeah like you don't you don't have to be like you know trained from the time you're tiny like a little toddler or whatever up to you know your adult age Mm -hmm. like we love everyone coming out and just experiencing it you know something I need to do I'm like your typical 
white guy whenever I dance. Like <laughs> that's, that's, I think Jed's probably the same way, way too. No, I saw. Man. No, I actually depends saw, on how uh, drunk I am. That's true. I saw him at my brother's wedding, and he was going crazy. Mm-hmm. He was also screaming "Lamb of God" during karaoke. It was weird. There were a lot of things that happened. A lot of karaoke. I don't think I've ever heard Lamb of God at a karaoke before. At a wedding. Yeah. I don't think that it was actually like a karaoke version. I think he was just screaming along with it. Oh, okay. So it was was kind of funny. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of alcohol was involved in that. Uh, There was a lot of alcohol that weekend. Imposed himself on that. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So here we go. So we just shift over to the music side now. Um, yeah. You said you've been working on some stuff, and a lot you think of stuff, man. Twenty twenty is going to be, yeah. So uh, just been doing. I've been doing a lot of kind of just like investing into like my myself with you know different equipment. Been building up my own home studio a little bit more because uh, I was a little bit a little bit rocky for a minute. I was bouncing around a lot, moving. I was out in Colorado, then I was in Chicago for a minute. And then I was back and forth between like Clarksburg, Fairmont, Morgantown. So now like I'm a little bit more settled right now. So I've just been like started building more, investing back into my studio, been getting some camera equipment, things like that. So we're keeping keeping everything mostly in house. You know, I still love collaborating with people. I still love networking with everybody, and you know, bouncing ideas off one another. But just the way I am, the way my schedule is. And the way I like to work, I don't have time for a lot of people's bullshit. Yeah. So uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just about to get all my own stuff. Whenever I'm ready to do something, I'll do it. You know, whenever I want to reach out and, you know, like, all right. So with videography, you know, I went and bought my own camera, got some other camera equipment, things like that. So, you know, we'd be able to shoot some of our own visuals and things like that. But I don't really have the time or the skill set to edit it. So in that case, I'll reach out to somebody be like, hey, you know, would you mind, uh, you know, throw you some money, whatever, like, give me your price to, you know, edit these visuals and uh, things like that. So or same with uh, even like mixing and mastering music, you know, I can I can do like a decent mix, but sometimes like my mastering isn't mm-hmm. where I want it to be. And like that's whenever I'll reach out to like some of my other like producer friends and things like that, be like, hey, I'm sending you these vocals because you sauce that up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, one, uh, cuts down on time that I'm spending sitting there, like, trying to learn these new processes and things like that, different mixing and mastering techniques. And then, two, it, like I said, I I just like collaborating with people Mm -hmm. because other producers and engineers, they're going to hear something that I don't, you know, like. Especially with your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because, one, I'm super super hard on myself like i'm my own worst critic so i'll listen to something i'm thinking oh it's not good like let me go back redo it mm-hmm. i'll literally do like the same verse like 20 times after like the second or third one you know second or third take you know my uncle or my cousin they'll be like that's the one like what are you doing i'm like nah i gotta i gotta switch up the delivery mm-hmm. a little more you know like i want to play with this uh like these four bars right here like i want to switch that up and so like it's things like that where I get tough on myself, start second-guessing myself. So I'm like, you know what? I like this. Let me send it off. Um, oh, shit. Excuse me. <laughs> Make a little ball yep. Sponsor us. <laughs> Make a little. We need you. So, uh, like, that, that's where that comes into play. Um, so, yeah, like, that, that's basically what I've been on, just investing back in myself a lot. Um, time-wise, too, 
like I, I would put a lot of time into like helping other people with their stuff. So I've kind of been had like a, like this real eye opening moment a couple months back. And so I've just been been on this thing where, you know, I'm practicing a little bit more like self care, like taking time for myself to just get my own stuff together, you know, put myself in a better position where I can, you know, help others around me, things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, but I mean, music, that's, that's basically where I'm at. Just been investing back in myself to, to, to put out more work, you know, trying not to uh, stretch myself as thin, mm-hmm. you know, not just financially, but time wise too. Yeah. Now, do but, you have any, do you have any like specific timeline for when you're trying to Get anything out there, or are you just letting everything roll out organically? A little, a little bit of both. So, like, I'll give myself like, like deadlines. Like, all right, I need to put a project out by this date. Mm-hmm. Don't really set a specific date, but I just know it has to be out by then. You know. So, um, right now, I have like three. There's like three projects that I'm recording right now. One's a solo. And then two of them are joint projects. One of them is going to be um, like the basically Young Visions Collective of like basically just my little artist fam that I have. You know, the people I've been doing music with since literally day one. Talking back whenever I was literally recording, we had a boombox on like it was like a cassette boombox. That, yeah, that we would, like, record, you know, you take the little tape, put it over the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would do that, and then we had, like, a whole other stereo system that we would put, like, an instrumental CD in. And that's what we were, like, recording. <laughs> we recorded our first mixtape on that. So, like, me and my boy John, you go by Jay Logan, y'all can check him out. Uh, we've been doing, he was just here for, like, Thanksgiving and stuff, so, like, we was in the studio all week. Um, and then, so my boy Jeremy... Uh, we've been recording as well. Uh, so, like, them mixed with my cousin DT that y'all have seen on, like, the Easy Work mm-hmm. video. Uh, we have had some other, like, solo songs and stuff we put out before. Uh, it's going to be them. Uh, and th- there's just, like, a handful of other artists, too, that I work with a lot. That's going to be on the project. Um, and then me and DT also have a, a collab project that we've actually, we put, it was supposed to be out like last year but we ended up once again <laughs> we got like way too critical yeah. and like you know started second guessing ourselves so it was like let's go back to the drawing board let's add some more stuff to it mm-hmm. um we moved some songs around we had, me and him actually have two projects coming out so we took some of those songs and like split them up mm-hmm. we're gonna put like half on this one half on that one then we're recording new stuff for both of them so uh it's actually like yeah like four projects is gonna be out by by like summertime, definitely. You say that now. No, we'll come back like, in December next year. I want to see all four of those. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm all about like manifestation now. So like, yeah. if you hear me say it, like it's gonna happen. it's gonna happen. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, definitely, there's gonna be a lot of new music coming mm-hmm. out. Uh, gonna be working on some new visuals and things like that. Uh, getting back to performing as well a little bit more because I took a lot of time off from just mm-hmm. like performing. I wasn't focused on that too much. I was really just focusing on getting, like, my sound. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because for years I would, I was just, like, recording stuff. I just had, like, so much just putting out music. And it was kind of, if you listen to my project, some of them were 
I'm not sure. Yeah, did y'all ever listen to like B.O.B. back in the day? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So he had a, he had a project that was yeah, called No Genre, sure. and it was basically like every song just had like a different sound to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it like you couldn't put the man in a box. Basically, mm-hmm. that was his whole thing. And so like that was how I felt for a minute. Was like some of my projects were just like a little bit all over the place. So I took some time to just like step back and be like, all right, let me go ahead and like really focus on like narrowing down, like focusing on like a sound, you know, mm-hmm. creating something to where whenever people hear it, they're like, oh, that's a lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like that's that's why I kind of just took a step back from a lot of stuff and was just focus on me, mm-hmm. give myself some quality time and, you know, get get my shit together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that's good though. Like, if you put in a CD or you know turn on uh, an album, I'm fucking CD. I'm so old. Um, <laughs> nobody even has those anymore. Um, but if you put it like in an album and listen to it, and you know from start to finish, if each song has kind of like, unless it's made that way, has like a different kind of feel, and like it starts, and if you hear it on the radio, you wouldn't know that it's this artist. Right. Finding like having your sound, knowing like you said, like as soon as you hear it, you know that's you. That's a good thing to have for somebody that's where you're at in music, you know, trying to further yourself is like, you need that kind of sound exactly to, you know, to help. And then once you're, once you grow, then you can start doing all the, you know, yeah. Cause I type of stuff. It keeps you focused. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if you have like this one thing that you do really well, you know what I mean? Like from there you can, you can like pinpoint where you want to like, where and how you want to market your music, mm-hmm. you know, because if you have this sound that's kind of just like all over the place and you got just these different little small groups and like people fuck with you over here, over here, over here, over here, it's like, where are you going to direct all your like your marketing, your promotion and things like that? So mm-hmm. it's like creating this sound for yourself and really like creating something that's you. That's when you're really going to see who your core fans are. Yeah. And then that's when you're going to be be able to like really see like, all right, this is my demographic right here. So let's push everything towards them. Let's direct everything towards them and really like squeeze in on them, you know, to get the most out of your money for all these like services that you're paying for. You know, so that's why I want to I wanted to take a step back and focus on that, because if I'm going to be investing all this time and money back into myself, I need to make sure it's done right mm-hmm. and that I'm not wasting my time and money. Yeah. You know? You just got to have a plan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just winging everything. Yeah. Which seems and, fun at first, but, you know, if you're actually trying to do it. Right. Because yeah. like, I wish, I wish, like, a lot of the stuff that I learned, like, later, you know, I wish someone was there to, like, tell me all that, like, the first, like, year or two I started yeah. making music back in college. Like, if they was... Like, if I had someone that was basically, like, a mentor to, like, kind of be like, hey, you know, uh, you know, think about doing this, you know, and just kind of toss me suggestions, like, it would have been great. And I feel like things, you know, might have gone mm-hmm. further, you know, at mm-hmm. the point I'm at right now. Yeah. But at the same time, everyone's journey is different, you know. So the things that one person goes through, you know, early on, it's not the same as someone else. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff that I did, there's no telling if if it was for the for the best or the worst. You know, there's no telling if I did have someone there, if it would have went left or right. So mm-hmm. uh basically I'm just like, you know what? This is this is what it is. 
and this is how I'm gonna move forward. Mm-hmm. Gotta make my next move my best move. So I don't I don't like to, you know, hark on the past too much. But yeah. Well you grow from it too. Yeah. Know, as as a musician. Era. Yeah. Everything like, is a is a <clears throat> is a lesson. Like mm-hmm. my like my whole philosophy is like I've never taken a single loss in my life. Because any any setback that I had I was able to learn something from it. So if you learn from anything, that's not a loss because you're always gaining something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you gain any type of knowledge or wisdom from a situation, like you can't say that you lost from it. Mm-hmm. You may have been set back, but it's not a loss, you know, because now, you know, for next time, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let, let's switch it up, you know. As so, long as you're smart enough to realize don't do that next time. Because yeah. I've found myself in positions where it's like, this has happened before, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> and the definition of insane. I've watched you in positions like <laughs> yeah, that. Jed's watched me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many so, times before. But it's like, oh look, he's gonna do it again. <laughs> it's been okay though. <laughs> it's been okay, it's been over a year. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Talking about women. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I've been there too. So. Yeah. <laughs> we all have a wheel. Yeah. But yes, I mean, speaking of music, you said something about shows as well. Since I'm on the live right now, yeah. I'll let y'all know. Uh, December 9th at the Mac Morgantown uh, Montegalia Art Center, actually uh, on South High Street. Uh, it's hip hop on High Street. We're with the Revive Collective. Shout out to my boy Lamar Riddick uh, for setting all this up. Uh, we're gonna be out there. It's going to be me, my boy, Ark Jacob. Uh, we got dance, uh, like my dance team's coming out. There's going to be hot chocolate, snacks, all that good stuff. Y'all come out, support. It's going to be a dope show. Um, yeah, December 9th. See y'all there. <laughs> Don't be late. Uh, yeah, come check us out. <laughs> what other shows other than your other th- other shows? The Actually, uh, let's see. <clears throat> We're going to have a show in Philly on the 20, I forget. He gave me the date this morning, but (laughs) um, I don't remember exactly. It was like the 21st or 16th, one of those two. Let Jed know because he's always up in Philly. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's up. Not in Philly, Philly, but in the area. Close to Philly. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I'll definitely let you know. Yeah. Excuse me. Actual (laughs) Philly is pretty... I hate Awful. Philly. I hate being <laughs> not a fan of it. They, uh, it's, it's weird. Like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the Philly kind of just overall, uh, like, the atmosphere of Philly. Like, it's just it's super aggressive. It's a lot of hostility. Yeah. yeah. It's a very hostile environment. Everyone's, yeah. like, pissed off for no reason. Well, because they live in Philly. And, yeah. <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> and, yeah, but it's like, I got a lot of love for Philly, though. Like, I got some friends out there. Um like my homegirl Wendy's out there. We we met like in college and then saw her like we ran like ran into each other in Denver basically. Like she ended up staying like a mile away from me and I was like, yo, that's like that's crazy, you know? <laughs> and so like uh she's from up there, like one of my homeboys, like Trevor, he's from uh he's from like Wilmington, Delaware. But it's like right next to mm-hmm, Philly. Yeah. So like he's got a lot of love for Philly. And, uh, you know, I got, like, a couple other friends from that area as well. Like, my homegirl, Alyssa, she's from that area. Uh, she was on my dance team. And so, like, just, like, through friends and things mm-hmm. like that, the few times, a couple times I visited Philly. Um, actually, I shouldn't even say a couple. It was, like, one time. But, um, 
Yeah, like, you know, from the time I visited, like, it was just always dope. Like, everyone from that area, from Philly, always showed me love, even mm. though they have a rap for being just, like, super hostile and <laughs> yeah. shit like that. But The uh, area is great. Yeah. As soon as you actually go it's into beautiful. the city, mm-hmm. that's where it's you know, not <laughs> I think I had, I got a layer over there whenever I was, I was taking a bus somewhere, I forget where, and I had, like, three or four hours, and I just went out and, I don't I don't ever want to go back. Just yeah. walking around the streets. <laughs> I mean, I was, like... Probably twenty twenty one. Oh my god! Yeah. And it really sucks because I'm a huge history buff, and mm. there's like a ton there's of history. So much in history there. in Philly, like. Mm. But I just I couldn't appreciate it because, <clears throat> not, not my scene. <laughs> you had to look over your shoulder a little. Yeah, bit. not not my thing. Yeah. People around here are just too nice, I guess. It's dope. Like, there's this yeah. uh, there's a spot. Um, I forget what the shit's called, but it's like this dude that makes all this. Uh, it's like this whole like sanctuary of like I think it's uh there's like mosaics and stuff like that. Hmm. I forget ah oh, fuck. I gotta go back and find <laughs> I got a picture in front of it because I thought it was so dope. But um it's just like little things like that. Like you'll just find little shit like that all around Philly. Hmm. And it's it's really dope. Actually I've been there twice. Now I'm thinking about it. Cause we had the show there and then I went and uh on my way back from I was coming back from London and I kinda like just made this little Trip down the East Coast, went to like New York, mm-hmm. hung out there for a minute, hung out in Philly, and then made my way back here. So yeah, there was a couple times I was there, but yeah. each time it's been dope, you yeah. know. So, you know, shout out Philly, fucks with y'all, my homeboy Clyde's out there too. <laughs> I talk a lot of shit, but I always go back. So yeah, if Tony wasn't there, you wouldn't go back. Though. That's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> You're one hundred percent. So what's your like up and down the East Coast, and you know wherever you've played? What's your favorite city to to perform at? And other than obviously your hometown um, of Morgantown, I know you're not from Morgantown, but other than here, other than <laughs> other than here, I gotta go with New York and Detroit because every time we've performed there, it's been nothing but love. Like, um, and I say New York because I grew up on like '90s hip hop, golden era hip hop, mm-hmm. like. I remember being little, my dad's playing, like, Eric B. and Rakim and Eric Sermon. So, like, to go to New York and perform and then have all these, like, people from New York City, like, the natives saying, like, hey, like, y'all got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. real rap. You know, like, that's a huge compliment oh, for yeah. me. It's a huge compliment for me. So, like, it's always been love in New York. And then always, like, going to Detroit because, like, you know, that's home, like, I'm from Lansing, which is just, like, right down the road from mm-hmm. Detroit, like, an hour and some change, you know? So I got a lot of family in Detroit. We've gone there, and it's always been, like, the same kind of same kind of reaction, you know? People are just like, oh, man, like, I like I fucked with y'all sound. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was dope. Like, y'all got the chemistry, because it's... Whenever I go and perform, like, out of state, it's usually me and my cousin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... You know, like road warriors type thing. Like that's that's such. Like we'll just go boom, city, 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 boom. Uh barely getting any sleep, you know, yeah. three, four days and maybe slept eight, nine hours. Yeah. You know, <laughs> driving and mm-hmm. uh visiting with family and friends mm-hmm. and stuff like that in these cities. So um definitely like New York and Detroit's always been love. Uh the one show we did in Philly was cool. Um so yeah, I mean Definitely New York and mm. Detroit. I love those. What's trying it? to, I'm trying to get some more stuff in Chicago. You know, because yeah. I love, got, I love Chicago. Chicago's I one of I my do favorite like cities. I love Chicago. So much fun. Like the, to me, it reminds me of just like a big ass Morgantown for real. Yeah. 
like a yeah. it's like yeah. a city that has like that's surrounded by like ten little Morgantowns. Mm-hmm. That's just way more violent. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. I think uh, I saw an article the other day and it was like something about like the first time in for ever where there wasn't a shooting in Chicago. Like over the weekend? Yeah, it was like a 24 or 36 hour period and then I think the next day there was like 13. I was like Jesus. Yeah, it was crazy. Like whenever I was up there this spring, there was a like we went to a show uh, we had an event, I think it was in like Phoenix or somewhere like that, but like we're in Phoenix and everyone I work with, um, the majority of them, like 90% of them, they're from the Chicago area. So Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they get, like, the news updates and things like that. And, like, even it, it popped up on, like, my, either my Facebook or, like, my Twitter or something like that. But it was, there was, like, one night in, like, an eight-hour span, there was, like, 36 people that got shot. Yeah. And, like, 12 or 13 of them, like, died or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. That was the month of July. July. No, 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 it wasn't it was- July. It was, it was, like, it was, like, March. March. It was, like, mm-hmm. March or March. April because I... Yeah, that's whenever I was I was still like that's whenever I was still staying in Chicago. Okay. So like it was it was definitely in the spring. But yeah, like like that was just nuts. Like to look up and see that like city, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it was just like within like a few hours basically. Mm-hmm. It was like five to eight hours or something crazy like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird though. I lived there for almost a year. I was stationed there. And uh like I'd go into Chicago a few times a month. Mm-hmm. On the weekends, and we would just go bar hop all over Chicago. I never so, saw so much as a fist fight. And that, like, that's the thing. Like, it's it's like one of those it's one of those cities where like a lot of it's just concentrated. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you have like all in the neighborhood. Yeah, you got you just got little pockets of it. You know what I mean? So it's not gonna be downtown. Yeah, yeah and so <laughs> so we went back because um, my wife's friend lives there. Um, and we went back to go visit her, and we were getting off the interstate because um, the GPS had taken us the wrong way. And so, like, we jumped off the interstate, and I hadn't even made it off of the the exit ramp. And I was like, yo, you need to figure out where we're going because, like, <laughs> we need to get there quick. <laughs> yeah, there was this one time we was uh, pulling into Chicago. We got there at, like, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Uh one of my homies had a had an audition up there. So we drove up, was going to go stay with our friends. Uh, and they sent us their address, but they sent us uh, South Avers instead of North Avers. <laughs> so, like, we pulled into, like, Southside Chicago, like, middle of the night. And it was hilarious because, like, we, like, whenever we got there, like, we hopped out and was like, damn, like, we're hungry as fuck, just got off the road. So we went and got Mexican food, and we had to park, like, a couple blocks away from this restaurant. So, like, we get out the car, and, like, we're walking, and, like, everyone's just giving us, like, these, like, just weird-ass looks. Because mm-hmm. you got this, you know... You're a tourist. Yeah, you got... <laughs> They're like, do you not know? Right. Like, uh, you don't belong here. I, honestly, like, we, we probably look like fucking cops or something, because I'm walking with my boy Mark, who he's like this, like, 6'3 white dude, you know what I mean? And then you got me, and, like, we're, like, we're in, like, our winter coats. You know, we got, like, pea coats on, you know mm. what I mean? So... We get out the car and they're like just watching us, like walk down the street, like everything's you know everything's Gucci, and they're just kind of just looking at us weird, like the fuck are they doing down mm-hmm. here, you know? Um, but honestly, we think it was just like a neighborhood that was uh, 
it's like heavily like uh like latin mm-hmm. and so like just to see these two dudes like walking around like just like oh, you never seen them around here before you know <laughs> um but like got some food food was bomb and then we started walking up the block like looking for their house we're like yo like where the fuck is your house he's like i'm outside like, you don't see me we're like no and then we look at the address and he's like oh shit i sent you the wrong one <laughs> so Wow, what a dick move from him, though. Yeah, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, do you not realize where you just sent us? Like, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, every, everything was everything was cool after that, you know. Got to the right spot. Every, everything was, I'm people, still here. People just wanted to test your thug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're going to see how he does. Yeah, respect my gangster. Yeah. He comes back with a to-go ca- container. They're just like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> that was Mexican. some of the best Mexican food I ever had, though. Chicago got some of the best food ever. Man. Oh man, exactly. They do. No matter, like you just throw a rock and like you're gonna hit fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I messed up big time because the first time I ever had sushi was in Chicago. You got sick. And then no, I mean it was great sushi. It was awesome. And then I went from Chicago to North Carolina. Ah. Uh, and I've tried to get sushi there, and no. <laughs> like, no. I, heard, I heard the Carolinas have good seafood though Not in uh, Camp Lejeune um, <laughs> There's your problem <laughs> It's it's funny I was, I was thinking while you're talking about You know getting out in that neighborhood um, Like being from around here You know You can you kinda, relate right No no Because like, you, you, like I toured a lot with my old band And you know like learning like what you can and can't do on the road, like you know, keep your money, especially in like places like Chicago, mm-hmm. in New York. Don't keep your wallet and your skinny jeans where people can see it because right. you're gonna, it's gonna get taken. And Lance actually brought it up to me. I talked to him a few weeks ago, our old singer, and he was he reminded me of it. And the first night that we were out on tour, of me being in that band, I forget where we're in some bigger city, and I'm just you know basically grew up in West Virginia. So like, mm-hmm. you know, walking down the street, whatever car, you know, car sitting outside the venue and the guy asked me for a cigarette and I was like, yeah, that's fine. I, I handed him a cigarette, which, you know, and then he's like, can I see your lighter? I was like, yeah, handed him the lighter and he just drove off with my lighter. I was like, Lance Thanks. just laughed. He's like, you got to learn. He's like, we're going to let you learn though. He's like, if you're going to, you know, if anything happens, they, they let me learn, you know, like, Certain people don't talk to them. If they approach you, just keep walking, you know. And At least he didn't drive off with your wallet. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> that would have sucked first. That's like the, no money. <laughs> the dude up in Philly that I get tattooed by, um, he was uh, mm. he was doing something. I don't remember what it was. And, uh, oh, we were talking about credit cards. And he's like, oh, I just got this new one. It's like a metal one. And he pulls it out of his, like, side pocket. And I'm like, hold on. I just, like, you got a chain wallet. Like, why don't you put that in your wallet? He's like, oh, no. He's like, I take my ID, my debit cards, and credit cards mm-hmm. and my cash. I keep those in one pocket, and I have my wallet in the other. And then if somebody stops me, I just give them my wallet. And then if they leave, yeah. cool. If not, like, I'm packing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time that we get blasted. Know, I'm like, dude, how many times are you get mugged that, like, you've come up with a, like <laughs> – I'd always keep my cash in he has my a shoe. Whole egress I think you have grounds it. to like break your lease and move at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd always keep my cash in my shoe and then my wallet, typically in my front pocket. God, I bet your money smells so, great. Shh, don't give them the game. <laughs> <laughs> so That's one thing I always tell people about, about like, look like you know, because I do like <clears throat> like to move around and stuff, and people be like, you don't like you don't get nervous like being in these giant cities like by yourself. 
because most of the time, if like if I'm going somewhere to Chicago or New York, a lot of times I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so people be like, you don't get nervous or anything. I'm like, look, it's just like being in little small towns. Like even small towns are gonna have their areas where it's fucked up and bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just gotta know how to move in whatever city you're in. Mm-hmm, right. So whenever you get to a city, don't walk around with your giant iphone <laughs> plus like in your face right in middle front of, of the your night. face yeah. yeah you know like don't be pulling out giant wads of cash and you know like keep your stuff tucked mm-hmm. away like don't have your wallet in your back pocket and baggy pants on because you know you just gotta just gotta be smart yeah you like, gotta be smart know how to move mm-hmm. in certain cities so mm-hmm. first rule stranger danger yep yeah, yeah. You know I remember there was another time I was sitting, it was, I was in Michigan. I was actually in Detroit at the bus station. Word. And scary. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was sitting there, there's a guy sitting next to me and I was playing, I was playing my old school Game Boy. Mm-hmm. So they're playing it. And he was like, let me see that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm cool. <laughs> and he took his Walkman with his mixtape on it and his giant thing of Wait, CDs. Walkman, was this like 95? <laughs> this was a while. It was 2005, actually. But oh, still, I don't even remember whenever iPods came out, but it's iPods was around that time. It was around time. that time, like 04. Yeah. yeah. That's when they had like Bono and, yeah. you know, like the silhouette dancing. Yeah. So remember they like purposely like gave everybody U2's album and it really pissed everybody off? Yeah. Or was that an iPhone thing? Like it, was, it, was, uh, it was it was iPhone. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, they're just like, here you go. Yeah, I think it was iTunes. <laughs> or iTunes, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was iTunes. Yeah, yeah. But he he sat all of his CDs like his big giant thing of CDs and his Walkman on my lap and just sat in there. He's like, I just you know I just want to play. I was like, okay, there you go. And he's like, check out my mixtapes. I put the headphones on, listen to his. It was pretty good. Honestly, right. he was good. And he looked just like 50 Cent. And I <laughs> thought it was 50 Cent, but it, he was way too small. <laughs> you know, if it was like 10 years earlier, it might have been 50 Cent before he bulked up. But, but yeah, uh, did he really look like 50 you. Cent or was he just black? <laughs> no, no, he, he, looked, he looked just like 50 Cent. I can guarantee like, I, you I, that I swear if you to God. told 50 Cent that, that he could not see your Game Boy, he would not be kind enough to be like, <laughs> yeah. hold my CDs. <laughs> yeah, hold my CDs. It definitely would have been a lot meaner. <laughs> yeah. Like, that dude trolls people like oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, if you let him play mm. your Game Boy, you would somehow owe him money. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Not sure how it would happen, but he would find a way. Just for yeah. his time. Just for his time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that was the first time I ever paid ten dollars for a pack of cigarettes too. Oh, and mm-hmm. and if and this was like this was at like two or three AM. Like this was late Detroit at the bus station. And I also learned that if you're a smoker and you're in Detroit at two AM, don't smoke. Because <laughs> as soon as you walk outside and light up a cigarette, you've got a bunch of people asking you for cigarettes. Flocking to you. Yep. Man. So it was nuts. But yeah, I had a very interesting night at a, a bus station, uh, Union Station in D.C. I got there at like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I think I had like a 14-hour layover. Yeah. So, it's awful. <laughs> oh, man, it was shitty. Like, I had to, first, I got off the plane in Baltimore and then had to catch a train from Baltimore to D.C. Oh. Yeah. And then, like, I'm sitting there all night. Mm. There's crackheads everywhere. Did you have to walk from the train station to the bus station? Uh, no, no. The, the train pulled up right at Union. Really? Yeah. So was, I forget what city it was, but I had to walk from the train station to the bus station. And it was like a two-mile walk, and it was awful. 
But anyway, sorry. Continue. I'm cool, man. <laughs> yeah. But no, like it was because like you were just talking about like how crazy it was being mm. in Detroit that late at the bus station, and like I got to I got to DC. I had first time I ever been in DC, by the way. Never been there. And only thing I could think of was that Dave Chappelle special where he was talking about like <laughs> like how DC is like looking at the White House and like everything's oh, yeah. nice, but then like you turn around and she's just like fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. Like yeah. but like I was at like I was at Union, got there like two thirty three in the morning and looked like a fucking tourist. Cause this is whenever I'm like on my way back from Denver. I was like moving mm. back from Denver, so I had like this big ass backpack, like my suitcase and shit. And so like getting there and like there's like a still like some people there, like kind of waiting on their bus and shit or their train. And like that la- like the last one came, everyone left, and then it was basically me, uh, a lot of homeless people, a lot and, of homeless people. <laughs> and then just like a couple like. You know, people kind of in my situation just waiting. But man, like, I did not go to sleep for shit that night. Like, I was up alert because, like, Mm. it was just like, bro, (laughs) like, that was some sketchy shit. Like, I at one point, I was laying down. I had my, like, my suitcase that I kind of just, like, tucked, Mm -hmm. like, under my head. It was like a big-ass duffel bag. So I was like, I'm just going to use this as my pillow. I'm going to sit here, lay down try to charge my phone a little bit just in case some fuck shit happened and I got to get a hold of somebody. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, like, I got friends and shit in, like, the D.C. Nova area, but it was 2.33 in the morning. Like, yeah. I couldn't call them and be like, yo, like, what's going on? You know, so I had to wait until people woke up. So I'm sitting there for, like, 10 hours trying to stay awake, like, trying not to get robbed or anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, like, looking down. I see, like, fucking mice running across the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to get out of here so like as soon as the sun rose i went and i bought like a little rental bike (laughs) (laughs) and so i'm riding around dc big ass backpack on and i got a rental bike with like a basket in the front of it (laughs) so i put like my fucking suitcase yeah like my duffel bag in the front riding around this basket like with a basket like you're trying to break et out yeah that's exactly what it looked like It's like John Singleton directed E.T. or some shit. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm like riding around the National Mall, like looking at all the monuments and shit. And it was like, it was just, it was so weird. I was tired as fuck. I've been Mm. traveling all day. Cause like, so this was a journey. Went from Denver. We drove from Denver, got up at like five, like it was like four in the morning, had to Uber to the fucking uh, uh, like airport. And I don't know if you've ever been to Denver. Mm, No. But the airport, it's so far away from the fucking city. Like, it's like a... It takes you about an hour. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. It, like, it takes you damn near an hour to get from, like, downtown Denver to the airport. Um, at night, though, like, it's probably closer to, like, about 40 minutes. But, like, mm-hmm. still, like, it's a long-ass time. It's like an 80 hour, like it's like an $80 Uber ride. And, like, so that kind of gives you, like, an idea of, like, how far mm-hmm. it is. So... Had to like Uber there is like four thirty five in the morning. Get a car, drove straight from Denver to Chicago. Uh, I was there for like maybe like four hours or something, uh, but like I couldn't sleep or anything because uh, we went and like met up with like some of my friends and one of them worked at uh, like the Sugar Factory, you know that Kardashian mm. bar or whatever that they own. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
went there. He was a bartender there. So, like, he hooked us up with all these drinks. And their drinks are just, like, loaded with fucking sugar. It's, like, a whole bunch of candy and all these, like, sweet liquors and shit like that. So, like, he got us real fucked up. Uh, <laughs> they dropped me off at the airport. So, caught the plane from Chicago to Detroit. Detroit to Baltimore. Took the train from Baltimore to D.C. Got there. Then that's when all that shit happened. So, I was up literally, like... For like a whole day and a half, like no sleep. So it was like, it was just nuts, like trying to like stay awake, not get robbed, mm-hmm. make sure like I could make it to my fucking plane. And I was still in school at the time. So like I had to go and like do homework at one point. And it was just, it was loud as fucking union at this time. Like it was, it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Dude, traveling like that's just not fun. Yeah. Like, there, was a, there was actually a sugar, like that same bar. At Union Station in D.C. That's where I was doing my homework at. Now I think about it. <laughs> Did you have more drinks? I think I had like a couple beers. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a couple beers. So I was like, I, I got to stay awake somehow. Yeah. <laughs> See, but, that would put my ass to sleep. Even with the sugar, having just the alcohol, it would just knock me out probably. It should have, but <laughs> I, I didn't have anything else to kind of keep me going. I was I was so fucking tired. Mm. Yeah, the. I mean, you're in, D, you're in D.C. There's a lot of stuff that can keep you going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending on who you know, depending <laughs> <laughs> on how, how how crazy you drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jess and I went there. My wife and I went there for um, uh, just like a long weekend because I had never been, and she's like, "You gotta go, you gotta go, you're gonna love it." So it's like you know we stayed in like a kind of nicer part. We stayed in downtown. We went to this bar and got dinner and like watched live music and it was like super fancy food and like super nice drinks. And then like we leave there and we're walking back to like our super fancy hotel that we were staying mm-hmm. in with like gold on the walls and shit. And I'm like walking down light the flex, street flex right there. and she's like, <laughs> she's just like, well, she planned it all. Like, like did the whole thing. And uh, she like looks over and she's like looking out into the dark in this like park area. And she's like, what is that? And it's just this old ass dude, like with no clothes on, just taking a piss in the middle of the park, just standing right out in the wow. open. And I'm like, oh, wow. All right. Yep. And li- literally, like you're saying, like two streets over is the White House. Like I can yeah. see the White House from where I am. And there's just this naked, like 65 year old man. Welcome to the nation's capital. <laughs> Welcome to America. They just live in ghetto fabulous. Out yeah. Here. Just like, all right, cool. Like I've walked through there at wow. least like four or five times since we've been here. Mm. Yeah. Whenever we were on tour, we were, we stayed with a friend in DC. It wasn't a great neighborhood by any means. We had to take shifts in D.C. for like like you would if you were like inner city with a van and a trailer. You know, you'd have to take shifts with your van to make sure that nobody steals your shit. And this, you know, we ended up me and our bassist ended up just staying up all night, sitting on top of the uh, the trailer out front drinking. Oh yeah, you know, with a baseball bat just in case. <laughs> but um, we saw people driving up and down the street the same car multiple times. And that's what made us go out there and, and do that because it was just like. Can't take no chances. Yeah. It, as a musician, you're like your guitars, everything. If that gets stolen. And back then it was like you you heard a lot about it with bands being on the road and they're, they'd yeah, stay in a like, hotel. Even in hotel parking lots, their shit was getting stolen. Mm-hmm. It seems like, like once bad. a year I get on Facebook and like one of the bands around here mm-hmm. has like a post about like. Fucking got all of our amps and gear robbed last night out of the back of our van. Like, yep. shit it's happens. Awful. Like, people prey on that shit because yep. 
music equipment, you can get it off so easy. Yeah. Everyone's always looking for new shit. Mm-hmm. That's why. If you have anything, like if you know, if you're out on the road, laptops, things like that, make sure you've got all your serial numbers and everything written down that way. That's what I started doing because, you know, if you go to a pawn shop and you've got your serial numbers and stuff, yeah. It's a better chance you'll get it back. So we've actually had to chase kids down because they stole we were loading up and somebody grabbed <clears throat> our singer's laptop and ran off with it and we chased him down with his laptop bag. Mm. So it's not fun. No, so, fuck that. Yeah. Got CD's hands after that. and it was it's kind of funny because we were like inner city and the band were like i mean it was just like the emo stage like i had like black straight hair the eye makeup (laughs) so did our singer tight pants like just you know just your emo like my chemical romance looking motherfuckers and to see us chasing this kid down the street had to have been hilarious like (laughs) it's like you wouldn't think these guys would be like you know chasing somebody (laughs) yeah typically you think of those type of people and they would just sit down and cry because their laptop just got stolen but (laughs) i need that back but so before we get uh before we get wrapped up is there anything else that you uh wanted to put out there for everybody Man, I just I just gotta let y'all know, just stay tuned. Just please stay tuned. Like, I know a lot of people been really, really, really asking me for new music, and I know I kind of been. Uh, I'm not gonna say slacking because I've been recording and I've been working, it's but it's definitely just please be patient because whenever it drops, y'all gonna love it. Just know that I've been taking this time to really just really like really really focus on myself focusing on the music the craft and just making sure everything is done right so whenever it drops y'all gonna love it i promise it's gonna be dope it's gonna be hype it's gonna get you in your feelings and it's gonna be great i should just end it it's perfect (laughs) but um (laughs) but yeah like uh yeah just just please stay tuned because i know y'all been hungry for it y'all been thirsty for it and it's on the way it's definitely on the way. You gonna be doing more live sessions? Uh, like the living room sessions? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I I was listening to some. He's stuff. So He's so bummed. He's so bummed. I told him about it earlier. I was like, I've only seen a couple. Since yeah, like, like yeah. It, it, that's kind of the thing. Is like, well, here's the issue. I'll like I'll write some stuff that I'm planning to use for the living room sessions, and then I'll end up putting it on like oh, an actual yeah. song. <laughs> so yeah. like. That's why I'm like, like that's why like shit ends up like kind of getting pushed back sometimes because mm-hmm. like I'll have plans for it and then I'm like, nah, like this is gonna be so much better for this, you know. So it's just uh, my my cousin always says this thing, Triple S, strategize your strategies strategically, you know. <laughs> so like that that's where that comes into play is I uh, like the Triple S, you know, mm-hmm. like things like things like, I'll have stuff ready to go, but then I'm like, you know what? This is going to work better here. Mm-hmm. You know, like something like the living room sessions. Uh, in like the hip hop community, you'll hear a lot of people use the term throwaways. They'll be like, oh, that, that's just one of my throwaways. Like that's a verse that, you know, just like, oh, just whatever. This mm-hmm. is just to put out, keep people's ears, you know, keep them comfy. You know, give them something, a little, little snack, something to snack on in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but no, like, like sometimes like. Like, honestly, like, sometimes that's how I feel about the living room sessions is, like, it's just, because me, I like to, like, with my projects and stuff, I like to get really personal. Mm-hmm. I like to talk about <laughs> my my life experiences, things I've 
been going through with different women in my life, with people in my family, my friends, uh, or just things I'm dealing with within myself, like my own personal battles with myself, you know? So whenever I do like the living room sessions, those are just, it's just bar work. It's -hmm. just like, I'm just, you know, just playing with my vocabulary and trying to be as clever as possible Mm -hmm. and just play with the words and the deliveries and the flows and things like that. So to me, those are just like, I can do that whenever Mm -hmm. I can write, I can write a verse like that all day, every day. You know what I mean? But like the stuff where I get more personal, where it's really heartfelt or really reach into like the depths of my soul and my feelings and like be vulnerable with the people that listen to my music. That's the stuff that I'm like, all right, y'all got to wait for the project for this. Mm -hmm. But like living room sessions, that's just like. All right, I could. What, y'all just y'all just want to hear some bars? I can spit some bars in, like whenever. You know what I mean? So prove it. Right now, <laughs> I can spit some. Right. Put you on the spot. Yeah, I, on the spot. Yeah. I can spit a little acapella there if y'all want to end it out. Song. All right, so don't even listen, just body it. It's like your BM on my pipe, little homie, I'm topping it. Opposites attracting, and that's a fact. Cause anywhere I would listen, all I ever heard was whack shit. Rapping in past tense, I'm too ahead of y'all. Bitch always protecting her king, I need Coretta dog to set it off. Bust down, it's like it's like it's off. Everything I spit too sick, now take the bed, it's off. Inspect the deck, the whole game full of jokers. I just showed them how to lyrically perform a robbery. They all biting, I can't tell who's lying. I'm like, damn, I can't be the only one that's calling mockery. Uh, I'm weighing in with my own piece quote these nigga i was on another level when i wrote these approach these with caution run it with no exhaustion need the buddy system spit some shit that you get lost in i ain't chasing no one nigga just change the bed sheets because i've been shitting on them too long now both my legs sleep mr rapid reader should probably cut out the red meat don't test a graduate if you ain't ready boy it's dead week so get your books out bitch take note they getting grilled this a cookout the beef stay smoked get your feeling fuck top flows i need the building the masters in this bitch teeing off ain't talking gilding you know i love that filling bank and making deposits and you know i need that million cash money my wallet spend my money on investments my projection is profit i got drive i got ambition got bitches boy i got options i got modest now it's fuck that humble shit i'm above that hungry for a meal tick niggas can get their lunch back crunch rap supreme shit how i'm raining niggas swear they got the juice but i promise it's concentrated y'all gonna have to wait for the rest <laughs> <laughs> that'll hold me over to your next living room session <laughs> i fucking love it <laughs> Those are definitely coming. I'm a, I'm a drop. Actually, I'll drop one later this week. Just for, just for Daniel. Yeah, sweet. Got I'll you. share the hell out of it. <laughs> just for you. Just for me. Got to say it's just for me. Too. I'll give you all a shout out I, I on that. I might them up and do one tonight, man. We might. Yeah, oh, I might. Yeah. Actually, yeah, let's do that. I'll do one tonight. And I'm going <laughs> yeah. to shout y'all out, too. Hell, yeah. All I'm going right. to shout out local, <laughs> local Waste of Talent. I love freestyling. Like, I... I can't rhyme two words. I was going to say, I don't want you like, to freestyle. No, no, I'm not saying. I, there's no way. I can't rhyme two words if I wanted to. It's like, <laughs> like it's up there and try to write it out, and I still couldn't rhyme two words. <laughs> but I've always do loved a freestyle it. freestyle segment one day. With just, like, with us? Yeah. Like, me and him? No. Oh, okay, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, we, could, yeah, we, we could bring some artists <laughs> on. We get a whole yeah. bunch of artists. Yeah, I, could, get, I could bring, bring the whole Young Visions fan by. We could do, like, a little cypher session yeah. with You should do that, because yeah. we're, we're going to need more content, because there for a while our email was down. So we weren't, we weren't getting applications, and we thought people just weren't applying. Uh, so once we realized that it was down, like, because through the website, it's supposed to shoot on the application back over to us. And we let everybody know that hey, it's been down, but we didn't. Ha- we don't know who all had applied, mm. um, except for the couple people that asked about it. 
so we've been like trying to get more people to come on. So yeah, if you want to, like I've got stuff available in January, you know, I okay. think it's the earliest, but yeah. Yeah, I could definitely just stop back by in January. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Should do that. Yeah, I got to, actually I got to get my email, situ- like one of my emails just kind of, I just stopped getting emails to it. Yep. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I got to contact Gmail. It's just like, but, all right, I'm yep. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like sure I, spam. I probably got like a hundred something, 200 something emails mm-hmm. by now. It's been like a, almost a whole month. So I got to get that shit figured out because <laughs> yeah. there might be money in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, all right, man, we appreciate you coming back oh, on, no, catching no up. No doubt. I always love appreciate stopping you, by. Hey, appreciate you appreciate having me on, man. Yeah. It was a pleasure. You got to come back for the freestyle. Oh, most definitely. You freestyle? <laughs> most definitely. Do you freestyle yeah, any? Most definitely. You do? You yeah, should. it's all right. 31 third. Let's do it. This is word. Let's come back. One of you come back on, I want to hear some freestyle. Gotcha. We can, if you want to bring beats in, we can play them through too, or if all you right. just want to just do it off the cuff, however yeah. you want to do it. We could do it. We could do either one. Right. Don't matter. Yeah, however you guys want to do it. That'd be fun. Do like a yeah. local freestyle. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'll get some pizza. Yeah. Just get some get some pizzas, some beers, and just yeah. oh yeah, see y'all talking my talk now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so thank oh, you guys yeah. again. Oh, anytime, it. man. Mm-hmm. It's Elias. Cuts the